0: Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike at Sorgat, Sorgatron, on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA, here in 2019. And we're getting some awesome interviews. No, that's a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of interviews uh, with people in and around independent professional wrestling. You can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can subscribe and see the back catalogs for this and other shows, including the Wrestling Mayhem Show and the Raw Rap and whatever else we decide to podcast here in the wrestling realm here in uh 2019. Also, uh please support uh indie wrestling and uh including our friends at uh, well I should start mentioning pittsburgh wrestling.com if you're in the area. A lot of guys that we talk to on the show are wrestling in those promotions. And if you're uh, within an hour of uh Pittsburgh uh PA there's a lot of shows there's like a show almost every weekend sometimes you have a choice Sometimes I have to film multiple shows. That's get real difficult. There's a lot of wrestling here, and it's really awesome and sometimes scary. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) uh, go check out that, PittsburghWrestling.com, and over at IndieWrestling.us, where you can find a lot of guys that we talk with, including tonight's guest, uh, represented over there on VOD and over on the Indie Wrestling Network on several shows. So with us, he is, now he's not a stranger to the studio, because we've had him here, I think, in the very first Bohemoth Invitational. And then I think they were afraid to invite him back after he thwomped (laughs) everybody uh, with his, and there was just yelling about like abs and Thanksgiving and and everything. And, And finally, he's been brought back. We're easing him back in, and maybe we'll play some video games with him soon. The absolute... Thomas Mathis is with us here in the
1: studio how you doing I'm doing great thanks for having me
0: no problem so <laughs> Thomas you're somebody that I, I think I've I've been uh, seeing in action for well over a year now so I, I can't wait to have a conversation with you here and, uh, and see where we go with this thank you <laughs> um, well the first question I usually put out there for everybody that maybe haven't heard of you um, a little bit of an icebreaker uh, so what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling
1: Oh, okay. So my earliest memory of professional wrestling. So I grew up with, uh, he, he was, I would call him a brother. His, uh, we grew up on the same street and he had a love of wrestling and he had a whole bunch of action figures and, um, we would play together, uh, on my front porch and he would always tell me about wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And this was back like when The Rock was was like in his prime and stuff, and uh, Kane had his mask, and uh, it was like, you know, like Stone Cold and, and all that stuff. I think X Pac was around. It was around that era, and uh, that's kind of how I learned about what it was. Um, and but I never like acted, like went out and watched it. Still, for some reason, I don't remember. I was really obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. and like pokemon (laughs) and what else was i really into when i was a kid i don't even remember so you're
0: kind of on that japanese line of things
1: i was (laughs) but i did fall in love with wrestling um i actually i was with my dad uh at the convention center and i don't know how old i was um but i was really small and i remember meeting i actually met uh kurt angle um and uh I remember looking up at him and I was really tiny back then. Uh, you know, don't remember how old I was and I didn't know who he was <laughs> 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 because I, like, I didn't watch wrestling yet. My dad was like, Hey Dave, uh, Hey, yeah. Hey, hey David, who's that? And I was like, Oh, that's uh, that, cause I knew he was a professional wrestler cause I had his action figure. Uh, and, um, we like walked up to him and, um,
0: I want, I want. Wait, wait, wait! I want to pull back for a second. I want to pull back. You recognized him from his action
1: figure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, we walked up to him, and my dad was like, "Oh yeah, we're huge fans." And um, and uh, he was like, "Well, what was your name again?" And Kurt Angle was like, "I." I it seemed like he was like, hmm, like, oh, "I'm Kurt Angle," but it probably wasn't. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was like a little embarrassing, but then that was when I like, uh, got into it. Like that's, I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out. And I really fell in love with it then. So I remember it was like around when, um, I was really into it when Randy Orton was uh, the legend killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hated him so much. (laughs) 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 He was really cool. He kept taking out all my uh, favorites.
0: Mm. Yeah. So how did you go from that to like, at what point during this were you, did you go, come around to, I want to get into the ring?
1: Um, so getting into the ring was never anything that I had intended, uh, or expected. Uh, it was a, it, it wasn't a spontaneous decision. It was something I sat on for probably about two or three months um, but I really just kind of wanted to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um and I had been bodybuilding really seriously, uh, you know, training um my body in like all aspects of fitness, uh for a long time. Like I think it was like seven years or something. Um and I wanted to use it uh while I could. And since football was kind of out of the question still and um, you know, I I, I wasn't really sure where else I could go. Uh, I got the idea of professional wrestling, and um I thought maybe I'd you know could give it a try, and I had no idea um you know like what I was getting into mm-hmm. yeah, I had no idea um just how dramatically it would change my life, how big of a role it would become,
0: so you were mostly in the fitness side of things you you didn't really get into sports in high school or anything.
1: I played sports i uh played football mm-hmm. um otherwise, I was kind of. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I didn't stick around school too much. <laughs> I I went to Carrick High School and mm-hmm. like there wasn't really anybody there stopping me from just kind of walking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't exactly a good student. Okay. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if that makes sense. So you were talking
0: about, <laughs> that you were kind of figuring out that next step since school wasn't playing out and you yeah. couldn't really do football. So like, what do you do with this?
1: my, uh, you mean like my body, the fitness thing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wanted to use it. Um, and it ended up being professional wrestling. Mm -hmm.
0: So how did you discover like the training aspect of it?
1: Um, Google search. (laughs) Hey, it works. (laughs) Yeah. It was Google search and PWX popped up and I emailed, uh, Mr. Jim Miller and, Mm. um, we just kind of went from there. (laughs) I tried out on, uh, the same day as Timothy Titan, yeah, we had the same day tryout. Somebody,
0: we're also trying to get in here for the video game days. Uh, so, <laughs> I understand he has a hell of a Twitch channel.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently.
0: <laughs> so, like, you talked about, like, kind of not knowing what to get into. Like, what mostly surprised you when it got in there, even just that first day, just trying
1: out? Um, It was... So, you mean, like, my experience in training? Yeah. So, um, it was... Frustrating um, because I was so um, impatient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was a different person when I tried out, uh, for sure. I was uh, way, way, way more immature. Um, and I was really impatient. And um, so I see it in like new trainees even now, like they get frustrated. They want it now. You know, they, they want it to go fast, fast, fast. But, you know, it really is something that you want to, uh, like take baby steps towards, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of very complicated, uh, like concepts that, um, I think are important to grasp, you know, in, in order to like understand how to, how to go through with the training mm-hmm. and like get a lot out of it, I guess. But I don't What do I know? You know, <laughs> know
0: <what> I mean? <laughs> so your you roll through training, um, uh, did, did it take you longer to get kind of a handle on things then?
1: Um, for me personally, yeah. with the what those issues? Um, I think when I debuted, I wasn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, especially not to. Uh, yeah, definitely not. Um, but I would. I mean, I, I guess I would slowly learn. You know, and I still am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a journey. I, I learn stuff every day, and and I love it. I love to, to study wrestling. I really do. It's uh, I really love to, um, to watch, uh, the performers, um, like implement the techniques that I've learned in training from like Brandon Kay and, and Chris LaRusso. Uh, Chris Hamrick taught me a, a lot at this recent sem- seminar, something that was really like new and expansive and uh, Cato taught me a lot and crusher Hansen Quinn Magnum of course it's been a really great positive influence in my life um, yeah I love to study wrestling <laughs> so I'm like rambling on I apologize no that's that's fine <laughs> uh,
0: just to, just to kind of track back we're now recording this at the beginning of January 2019 what was your first match
1: um I it was August 26 uh 2017 mm-hmm yeah, against Justin Idol, who is wonderful to to work with. He is fantastic.
0: That's awesome, And I think a uh, former trainer himself too.
1: Uh, yeah, I remember uh, he came. To, I was at uh, it was still PWX at the time I was training, and he came uh, as a special day to to give us some of his knowledge. And uh, I I liked him like immediately. Mm-hmm. He's a really cool guy. I, I love Justin Idol. Awesome. Let's talk about uh,
0: the absolute. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I I didn't realize how some of the aspects of your, what you're going for with your character. And uh-huh. I had a conversation with you recently. That surprised me. So, t- so tell me, who is Absolute Thomas Mathis when he's go- when he's
1: out there? In the okay. Rain. So Thomas Mathis is pretty much a douchebag who is obsessed with eating vegetables. Uh, he is you know, totally hardcore into fitness, and he believes that his body is what makes him the greatest, (laughs) and uh, I have come to fight society specifically to dominate in singles, and, you know, I'm there to, to take from them, and that's my goal awesome yeah <laughs> and, and
0: taking masks and yeah doing, exactly doing crude things with luchador masks
1: Torrent flight <laughs> man he was fast and he was small <laughs> he was tough but i think i took something that was really important to him mm. so
0: we have some interesting gifts that have been floating around of uh of you rub it on on your butt you, you you tried it on at the beginning of the of the match last month <laughs> yeah. are you are you trying out your, your maybe maybe having a luchador persona in the future
1: <laughs> well when i put that mask on it's kind of if you know i found it to be very useful for eliminating nose hairs because the stench <laughs> is so bad it just like pffs, burns and they're gone Wash i don't have guts. any pesky nose hairs anymore <laughs>
0: wash your mask yeah. yeah we've had luchador masks uh floating around the studio i was like mm, we never, we should have washed that <laughs> probably so um <laughs> i i have to mention this because we were talking about specifically your gloves because i was always like like i was like he comes out he does the posing and he's got these he wrestles with these white gloves <laughs> and it's weird and kind of creepy to me but i didn't realize where the gloves came from until i had a conversation with you recently mm-hmm uh, can tell us a little bit about that inspiration. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about before.
1: Um, okay, yeah. So, I, in case, uh, yeah, I was a big fan of uh, like Dragon Ball Z growing up. And um, Vegeta was uh, like a character, and a lot of characters wore white gloves. And so, I was actually given um, this gimmick, uh, like the Absolute, mm-hmm. um, by, it was Quinn Magnum. And uh, Drake Braddock was in on it who actually named me and uh I agreed to take the the gimmick and
0: oh, by the way Drake Bat- Braddock the first time I saw him I, he was known as the bullet catcher oh really <laughs> so as far as gimmicks go <laughs> like I think you can only do that once but okay
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I agreed to take the gimmick and um it was uh it man I uh had a real hard time with the gimmick uh that was one of the biggest obstacles in my, uh, trials of training, especially early on. Uh, I had no idea how to be, um, like cocky and like arrogant and obnoxious and, you know, uh, loud. I, I really, cause I'm a really introverted person. Uh, actually, um, you know, I'm not a big like party guy or anything like that. I I never really was, um, i have a lot of weird hobbies and i'm definitely introverted <laughs> but i'm a gym rat um the uh yeah so the gimmick uh it was vegeta who actually um like i realized that oh i could just act like kind of like vegeta and mm. pick up some of his things and that helped me get started with it uh obviously i have a long way to go for those that maybe aren't into the Dragon Ball Z.
0: I, I, know, I know it, and I and I've told this story to to my nephew, my brother, and they they're completely into the idea. Uh, what is Vegeta's persona on that show?
1: <laughs> um, he is very prideful. Um, he's really regal too, uh, mm-hmm. and he believes that he's like the strongest, and he wants to be. Um, but he's like stuck. Uh. Behind Goku. And so he is uh, a character that has had a lot of, like, development, which is something I enjoy mm-hmm. uh, and w- would hope to uh, also have in, in my gimmick. Like, I would love to continue, like, to evolve and expand and grow my um, new character's persona. That'd be cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it all starts with the gloves.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually made a change to them. Um, they're going to be white weightlifting gloves now instead of show gloves. Mm. So it's a little change. Um, hopefully they still stand out real, real like loudly, you know, cause that's like was another reason why I chose them is cause uh, you know, I had uh Brandon, he would always tell us uh, you want to stand out. Like you want to be different. Mm. And Quinn Magnum too uh, has said similar things. So the white gloves were like a great way for, me to kind of like oh look at those those are weird even if i could just make their eyes stop for a second if i'm like on a poster or something like that that's good you know
0: Mm -hmm. doing something that not everybody else is doing with their 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 mean wrestler pose right (laughs) (laughs) awesome so what are you um, watching these days what are you kind of drawing inspiration from uh, in the wrestling world
1: Mm -hmm. um so I am I would call myself more of a uh, student of wrestling than um, like a a true like true hardcore like fan fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because since learning how to uh, like since becoming a professional wrestler, um, I've looked at it very differently and I um, get a different kind of joy from watching it now. Mm-hmm. than I used to as a, as a, like a child. I, uh, now it's, I, I watch it to study and there are certain wrestlers that I'll go to, to study, um, rather than like SmackDown or, or raw or something like that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I like to study, uh, I, I, I've learned a lot from watching, uh, gold dust, um booker t is someone i he was probably my favorite growing up uh i've i've taken some things from uh so what
0: what era of booker t i'm interested in i think (laughs) i know which one
1: yeah i really thought him and Goldust were really comical Mm -hmm. yeah and they 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 brought a lot of laughter to my are we gonna get a booker
0: pinky at some point
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember that gimmick i Uh, I didn't know what to think of it. I, I love the old Booker T so much. Mm -hmm. I was like kind of sad when he became King Booker, but I hated him a lot. So, you know, they got the job. (laughs) That's like probably the only time I didn't like Booker T was when he was King Booker. Mm -hmm. So I guess they really kind of nailed that on the head. (laughs) Just like Bradshaw. Remember when he was with the APA? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he became JBL. I was like, what did they do and i hated him so much but now like i look back and uh jbl was like such a great heel i remember uh how much i hated him
0: <laughs> some, some good errors. I, I don't think people give enough credit yeah in, in like in, that mid-2000s smackdown
1: yeah yeah uh he had those big horns on his hood <laughs> That was so stupid because he hated him.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, well, you've been at it for about a year and a half, if I have my math right, uh in, in pro wrestling. Mm. What's the uh, best and the worst thing about indie wrestling so far for
1: hmm. um should I start with the best or the, the worst? Whatever
0: whatever comes easier.
1: Okay. Um let's start with the best. Um the best part about wrestling And being a part of professional wrestling is um, having the opportunity uh, truly to perform and the responsibility to perform in front of a live audience and um, entertain them. Uh, That is such an honor to me and a privilege. And I'm so lucky and fortunate and blessed to get to do this and and get to have these experiences um with with all of you guys it's it's really been something it's been a crazy ride and I'm really lucky to be here and it's awesome and it's a great feeling uh at the end of the day every day um and that never changes so i think the joy that it's brought me um especially uh as far as like confidence goes and uh you know um self-worth uh these things have improved thanks to wrestling so it's been a really healthy thing in my life so awesome. that's the best part of it <laughs> plus yeah. it's really fun <laughs> <laughs> and the worst uh the worst um what's the worst uh so there's I worry, I would hate to be injured. That would be, uh, that would be devastating if I were to break my neck or like if I were to break my, my back or like, uh, if eh, everything else is like, yeah. But if I screw up my spine, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be a problem. And then like if I screwed up my, my head or my, my brain, um, that would also be an extremely uh, devastating injury that I would wish on nobody. Uh, And that is my worst nightmare. And it's probably the worst thing about it. But, um, you know, because of that, I have to take professional wrestling really seriously. um, And I make sure to absorb as much, knowledge and information from my coaches as possible because i i just cannot have that happen you know Mm -hmm. i don't um you know i don't don't have the best medical coverage and all these things so who does these (laughs) days exactly uh it would be unfortunate but thankfully there are a lot of really great workers out there and i don't have to worry about that Mm -hmm. as much you know awesome yeah so
0: uh where can people uh catch you these days um you know uh, what promotions are you generally popping up in
1: um so you can you can come to see me at fight society um as far as um expanding out right now i'm not sure exactly where to go um next uh so honestly i've kind of just been taking it one day at a time um, I'm there to help Quinn. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there to, uh, you know, do my job to the best of my ability and I'm just going to take it slow. Um, you know, one thing at a time, there's no rush. Uh, you know, um, there's always, you know, I got a long career ahead of me, so just kind of take it slow. I'm not sure what's going to happen next. Uh, just kind of biding my time a little bit and, you know, listening and, And, uh, you know, playing my role and being very happy too.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And where can they find you online?
1: Um, so you can find me online, uh, at it's facebook.com slash absolute Thomas Mathis. And then the, uh, Instagram is Thomas Mathis. Absolute. They're flipped. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. And of course you can see, uh, Mathis in action, um, over on the indie wrestling YouTube and Facebook, we have a few clips on there. If you do a search for his name, and of course, full matches from Fight Society, RWA as well, including incident we were talking about before the show with Mustard and Marshall Gambino. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Gambino.
1: <laughs> Those tights were sacrificed to yes, the high stakes title. The high stakes titles,
0: <laughs> legend. Uh, so, um, but uh, you can hey, while well, hey, while well, you haven't gone to IWC, you you fought for an IWC title at one point. So. <laughs> add that. Add that to the list.
1: That's a, That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: Go check that out. IndieWrestling.us uh, VODs of Fight Society are popping up over there for the last couple of months, and uh, of course, the longer um, back catalog that is over at the Pro Wrestling Network. If you want to go check out some more Fight Society and all future stuff, is going to be on IndyWrestling.us as well. So uh, go check that out. Thank you so much, my guest, Thomas Mathis. And uh, thank you, everybody that's dropped in, in the live chat rooms. Again, keep an eye on Indie Wrestling US and Wrestling Mayhem Show's Facebook page for events on future. Interviews, uh, We do like to get them when we can. And you never know when they're going to pop up here. And uh, sometimes we don't know when they're going to pop up. And you'll get a surprise stream here and there too. So thank you, Amber, James, Deb, and everybody else that's popped in through the evening there. Until next time, please support Indie Wrestling. Oh.